Whitney Tingle and Danielle Dubois are the co-founders and co-CEOs of Sakara, the wellness company and chic meal delivery service that advocates plant-based living. Stay tuned as we discuss why they decided to launch Sakara, their best tips for gut health and what's next for the brand. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guests for today, Whitney and Danielle. They are the co-founders and co-CEOs and best friends behind the nutritional meal delivery brand Sakara. Known far and beyond the wellness space, Sakara truly has become synonymous with holistic plant-based living for everyone seeking real solutions to achieving optimal health. I really love that Whitney and Danielle are so passionate about the educational aspect of the brand. Having been on transformational health journeys themselves, the emphasis on the mind-body food connection is authentic and has evolved into a unique brand philosophy, unmatched by anything else on the market. I could not wait to speak with Whitney and Danielle today and discuss their journey from both having been honored on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list and Oprah's Super Soul 100 to becoming best-selling authors with their cookbook, Eat Clean, Play Dirty. So Whitney, Danielle, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, thanks for having us. Excited to be here. So I ask all my guests the same question. I'm going to ask you both individually. Uh-huh. Who, in a nutshell, is Danielle? I am someone who cares deeply about helping people reach their potential and someone who believes in limitless possibilities. Oh, I love that. What a beautiful answer. Wow. Whitney, who are you in a nutshell? I know you can see how our brains work differently, where Danielle is uh, expansive in her answer, whereas I thought about this more literally around how I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom of a two-year-old with type 1 diabetes. I'm a dreamer and a futurist, and I'm deeply in service to my mission to transform lives through the power of food as medicine. That's amazing. Well, thanks so much, guys. Beautiful answers. So I kind of want to go back to the beginning um, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you, Whitney. Um, we'd love to know a little bit about where you were born and raised and also like your first memories growing up of mm. health, wellness and beauty. Yeah. So Danielle and I both actually grew up together in Sedona, Arizona. Oh, I love Sedona. It's one of the most grounding places I've ever been to. Grounding is a great way to put it. It really is. It has a special energy there. And if anybody listening hasn't had the chance to visit, I would highly recommend it. Um, it's a great place to go home to. It, it just has people there who think about things in a different way. We're really lucky to be surrounded by people who were eccentric and had a different way of looking at healing, at food, um, the body and the world, really. So I'd say some of my early memories of food, nutrition, beauty came from my mother. 
And she was very into holistic health, nutrition, natural healing, uh, the power of the body itself to be able to heal if given the right tools and the right ingredients that come from the earth. So I was that kid, you know, that would go to school. Nobody wanted to trade lunches with me at school because I had the, the healthy lunch. You know, my mom was grinding her own peanut butter to make my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was on that bread that was, you know, brown and had all the seeds in it and, you know, like twigs and berries sticking out type of thing. I never got the Wonder Kids bread. You know, when you're a kid, you think about that and you want what all the other kids have, you know, the snacks with all, that are all brightly colored and full of sugar and yeah. weird artificial flavorings. But now I feel so grateful that yeah. she gave me that type of upbringing where as soon as I was able to read, she taught me how to read an ingredients label, how to, mm. how to turn over a package and see what are healthy ingredients or, and what are ingredients that aren't real food. So really kind of from my earliest memories, uh, starting to understand that there are foods that were there to support our health and, and foods that we should be careful of and, and not eat too much of. Mindful consumption of those. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a very powerful point of like how it depends. It's often in moments where we don't, we kind of least expect it as that turning point of maybe things that we grew up with or um, people around us kind of spreading ways of life that we didn't maybe acknowledge or I guess we could say um, appreciate at those moments. I remember growing up for me, I was in every car journey, all my friends would have like either as carpooling or go, go to school and they would have like the radio and really cool like um, music. And I would have every day to and from school, Osho, who is like an amazing healer. Yeah, we I would love have Osho. Medi- Yes, I, would I mean, have there's him. a large Osho community in Sedona, too. Exactly. So fun fact, yeah. my grandpa was best friends with Osho. He was also a healer. He's in the Wild Wild West, the documentary, and my, oh, yeah. he, he used to heal a lot of people. And uh, so I yeah, come from that kind of upbringing. So in the car, was always like these Osho talks. And I was always like, oh, turn it off, right? And now later in life, I'm like doing my meditation. And I used to every Sunday be forced to go 10 a.m. meditation with my family and yoga and now I'm like doing it on my own accord and my parents are like, okay, like come out. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, uh, I'm listening to a show. It's like so funny yeah. how it finds you later in life. Yeah. They say with kids, it's like they do what you do, not what you say. Yeah. It's so true. Living proof. We, we are I'm living proof of that. Um, but Daniela, I would love to know a little bit about your, I know you, obviously now you both uh, mentioned you're both raised in, in Sedona, but we'd love to know your first memories of health, beauty and wellness. Yeah, I'd say my inputs and kind of the wellness side were definitely my surroundings in terms of living in Sedona. Um, You know, lots of raw foodists there, uh, lots of people talking about compassionate eating, people talking about the intersection of mind-body-food medicine, people talking about astral traveling. You know, it was anything that you could imagine someone was talking about it there. Um, so I grew up with this understanding of the importance of food in one's health journey and even spiritual journey as well. Um, in my direct household, it was a little different. My mom was a pastry chef, so, <laughs> so a bit more pastries in, in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. not, it was not the focus on, on health and wellness per se, but it was yeah. focused on joy, which is nice. Enjoy, which is a big part of the whole 
a piece as well is, is, is enjoying and joyful. And that's why it's exactly that. It's about being mindful about what you consume. You can have everything in the right amount of doses. Um, but uh, then I would have to talk a little bit about your career, um, obviously ahead of before starting Sakara, because I know you had a master's in human nutrition and functional medicine, and you're a certified uh, holistic health coach, nutritionist, and also an expert in plant-based living in the microbiome. So can you tell us a bit about how this journey and incredible accomplishments came to be? Yeah, well, you know, I think all good things start with, you know, a personal need. And uh, I, growing up, my mom was really sick. She was in and out of the hospital for most of my life. And Mm. I saw many doctors heal her and transform her life. And then I saw some doctors complicate her life, I think, unnecessarily. Um, So I grew up with a reverence for conventional medicine, but also uh, some doubts and curiosities that maybe there were other ways that conventional medicine is really important at some kind of critical acute points in one's life. But my mom was dealing with a lot of chronic issues that no one could really help her with. Um, It did put me down, that curiosity did put me down the path of uh, medicine. So I I studied pre-med and I had my own personal issue with food and body image issues, as I think so many young women do. I'd been dieting since the age of nine, ended up with what they call IBS, which is really just an umbrella term for we have no idea, but it's somewhere in the gut. Um, And it came to a head uh, when I was working in a hospital with a cardiologist and seeing patients with late stage lifestyle diseases and realizing at that point there was nothing to do. There was no reversing the lifestyle disease. It was really just Mm -hmm. uh, pharmacology or some sort of surgical intervention was really their only choice. And seeing myself going down that path, like I felt really out of control with my own health. Um, You know, IBS, they really just tell you to take some sort of like steroid. You know, there's no one talking to me about my gut, about my microbiome. Uh, No one really understood what it was, so they didn't really have the tools to help me. And I really wanted to both help myself and also help these patients on the preventative side or on the management side. Uh, because by definition, a lifestyle disease can be modified by your lifestyle choices. And there was no one really kind of sitting and helping people sit in the driver's seat of their health. And I realized I was also not sitting in the driver's seat. So I changed my path and I, um, I finished pre-med and then I went on to, to study nutrition and really with the mission for transforming my own relationship to my body, my own health, mm-hmm. um, And it was a rock bottom for me because I'd done a pretty intense diet that left me really sick. Um, And it was an aha moment where I knew I had to change something. And luckily, you know, I was living in New York City and Whitney had just come um, post-college to to join me in New York City and found herself in a rock bottom as well. So we were down there together and really eager to climb out um, and find a solution. Oh, that's amazing. And I can't wait to, to go in the story of how you guys decided to come together to create Sakara. I also just want to also add to the fact that I think it's so important to raise awareness and also education on the, of the importance of your microbiome and your gut health, because I only recently learned about it maybe a couple of years ago. Um, my dad's dear friend, Naveen Jain, has a company called Viome, and that's done a really great work with gut microbiome testing down to a molecular level, right? And understanding how that's so closely impacting your food nutrition affects your gut then affects so much more and I used to think so many things were affiliated with my either I would say to myself it's allergies or intolerances but 
really is as simple as just have you tested what you're eating and then how that's affecting your gut. Um, yeah, it probably was allergies and all the things yeah. you thought. It's just you weren't connecting those things to your immune system. Exactly, I wasn't. Yeah. And and once you do that, it's like it's pretty pretty incredible what you can find and how quickly things can change from small things like eating habits and and what you end up intaking and and in the right moments, right? It's it's I do these tests regularly to make sure I can it can change, but you have to make sure exactly. you 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 work on that, yeah. And you can and that's the beautiful thing about the gut microbiome is that it can change that you're not just stuck with the microbiome that you have today, that what you eat can develop the microbiome that you'll have in the future. Um, exactly. Every bite you take shifts your gut microbiome. And yep. so, yeah, that's that's a big piece of what we do at Sakara is helping people to transform their gut microbiome through feeding them an abundance and a diversity of plant ingredients that yeah. goes in and feeds that beneficial bacteria in your gut. And I'd add that it's not just food that we feed people, but sentiments. And, you know, we know, also know that every thought you think affects it's your It's so life. true. Um, so important. So health is not, is not just on your plate. It's your relationship to your plate. It's your relationship yeah. to nourishment. It's all those things. I, uh, sometimes I like to talk about them as my little pets, the, the yeah. microbes living inside of us and <laughs> so cute. Yeah. where sometimes it's hard to take care of ourselves and to put ourselves first. But if yeah. you think about it as, you know, these pets that you have to take care of, you need to feed them, you need to water mm -hmm. them, you need to love them. And, yep. um, and if we do that, then they'll love us back. So, you know, exactly. making sure they're getting fed the right foods and, um, and have the yeah. right care. Like they, they feel our stress. They, exactly. they feel our thoughts. I love that. It's like isolate them and give them its own life and, and attention it needs. Right. It's like, it's like a, that, that basic form of when we used to have like Tamagotchi is like simplify it. Right. Like give it. A, oh my gosh. I literally, when you were saying that's my visualization. <laughs> if only like, we could. Oh. Digify, yeah. That would you be need a to great do that in a creative, the modern version. Campaign, honestly, honestly, yeah. I like, love this idea. Time my gut, gut cheese or something. Time my gut cheese. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you if you do something with that, I want some photo credit or whatever credit. You <laughs> need to copyright that fast. So literally, trademark it now after this trademark. before it goes live. This podcast. Um, but um, but uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about, um, with Whitney, your career as well, because sure. I know you studied um, Spanish and business admin, but also you had the marketing and then you went to work at the Wall Street. I mean, tell us about your journey. Sure. You know, and it sounds like these big journeys, but we started Sakara when we were young, you know, 24, yeah. 25 years old. Um, so it wasn't that much of a career prior to starting Sakara, but an exposure, I would say, you know, so mm. I um, moved out to New York to work on Wall Street. I thought that I wanted to be like Susie Orman. I don't know if you remember her, but I used to watch her on Oprah with my mom. Yeah. And then she would have these late night shows where people would call in and ask if they could afford to buy a boat or a pair of Christian yeah. Louboutin shoes and, um, and I was like, wow, she is a woman in charge of her finances. And yeah. you know, I, I want to be 
strong and confident and in my power like her. So I thought that Wall Street was where to go to do that. And um, so started my career at Merrill Lynch. And what I, what I saw and what I was exposed to was a world where people are highly educated, extremely smart and highly driven um, and working so hard, but that the lifestyle is really difficult and it will catch up with you. And it, you know, it can be detrimental to your health if you're not doing the right things, having the right practices in place um, to support you in, in a healthy lifestyle. So I quickly put on 15 pounds right off the bat. And my cystic acne that I had been struggling with since a teenager, since mm-hmm. preteen, since puberty, um, was really at an all-time worst. Just, you know, big, red, painful cysts all over mm-hmm. my face. And I, I literally tried everything out there to try and heal my skin. Um, everything from, you know, I, I think when you go to a dermatologist, the first thing they do, maybe they'll give you some topicals, some different gel or, you know, versions of Retin-A, uh, they'll give you a benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, some of these types of things. And when those don't work, then they move to a topical antibiotic, like a clindamycin that didn't work. So then they start moving to internal antibiotics uh, I was doing rounds of tetracycline, and when that wouldn't work, switched to another antibiotic, aminocycline, that doesn't work, so put you on another antibiotic, and just cycled through rounds and rounds of antibiotics to where I was having, uh, you know, Z-packs in mm. my desk drawer in my dorm room at college. So when I would get a cyst, my dermatologist told me to take a Z-pack. And so this is, you know, a mega antibiotic that they'll give to you if you have pneumonia, yeah. And I was taking that for a pimple. And, you know, doctors, they, they inherently, they want the best for you. They wanted the best for me. And they thought that was the best path, not knowing then what we know now about going back to what we were just talking about, the microbiome and how your microbiome is the epicenter of your health and is greatly impacted by antibiotics or overusage of antibiotics. And so... You know, I I was on this path of trying everything out there. I did Accutane, which is a heavy-duty, very serious drug. Um, They, you know, would test my blood every week or every other week to make sure it wasn't destroying my liver. Um, They put me on Prozac to make sure, you know, because suicide can be a side effect on Accutane. Um. And they also, you know, put me on two forms of birth control and um, they show you what would all happen if you were to have a baby, the type of birth defects that the baby would come out with and, and have you sign a contract saying that you will not get pregnant. Um, and so I, you know, I, I did the Accutane and it didn't work mm. for me. And so I just kept seeing all these different doctors and healers out there searching for the answer out in the world, hoping that somebody would heal me. And just one by one, they all told me the same thing, that they, they, the only tools they had in their toolkit for me yeah. were the antibiotics and the Accutane 
or these topicals or lights or lasers, which I had also tried. And that was yeah. it. They, they didn't know beyond that. <clears throat> and so I finally hit my breaking point where I was just so frustrated that nobody could help me. And so I, I turned to my best friend, to Danielle. We were roommates at the time, living together in a teeny tiny two-bedroom wing apartment in Soho. And I said, I, you know, I need help. I need to figure out how to, how to fix this. How do I heal my body? How do I feel better? And so we came together to find the solution for ourselves, to figure out, to go back to our roots, back to what we learned in Sedona in our upbringing about the power of food and how it yeah. can heal the body, how it can support the body to heal itself, really. And um, we decided to, to just do it for ourselves, to figure out, yeah, what does true health and nutrition look like and how can we do that for ourselves? Oh, I love that. No, thank you so much for sharing. And, and perfect now to, to start the journey of Sakara. So I would love to know sort of how, I know you guys in 2012, you know, you launched Sakara, you came together, it was the perfect match. But the name is always a hard thing to start with, right? Uh, there's so many levers and things to think about. Tell us how the name came to be. Who decided it? How did you decide on that? Go. Sakara decided on, on the name more than we did. Love. Yeah, it was a word that found us and it just felt yeah. right. It's a Sanskrit yeah. word and it means to give yeah. form, like giving form to that which doesn't have yeah. form. And for us, you know, our food gave us our health back. Like this, this way of eating gave us our health back, which gave us the ability to, you know, bring thing, bring our dreams into sight. I always say that Healthy people have a million dreams and an unhealthy person has one. And, you know, the goal, the goal of eating this way every day isn't to like say we eat well and do the things we're supposed to do. It's like so that we can, exactly. you know, so do all the things that we want to do. And I think, um, yeah, it's really important to remember that because I, I think eating well can just be another thing on people's to-do yeah. list instead of remembering it's the enabler. It's not the thing. I love that. That's so, so important. And so, so obviously it's been, I think 10, 10 years now, right. Since it's launched, but it's gone through a lot of amazing changes and, and additions and from nutrition programs, to supplements, snacks. Can you, maybe you can conquer and divide and tell us a little bit about the past uh, 10 years of uh, journey and cadence of launching new things. So it's, it's been an incredible journey. I would say we, like I said, we started when we were really young and we didn't have business backgrounds per se. I I'd say that what you learn in school is, you know, it, it kind of goes in one ear and maybe a and few it goes stick out. and it goes out and how you yeah. really learn is by what you do every day. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, we, we created, Sakara, based on the information that Danielle was learning in school um, around gut health, microbiome, about nutrigenomics, how what you eat can turn on and off certain genes within your body. Um, so not just affecting your health and your hunger today, but who you are to become in the future. Um, and then pairing it with some of these, you know, more uh, ancient food philosophies that we were raised with growing up in Sedona. Um, and what we saw was that, you know, there were certain key elements 
that really made sense. And we started to pull them together into what we call our pillars of nutrition and started designing recipes around these pillars. And what we saw was completely just transformative. And it completely changed my health and my skin where um, for the first time in, you know, since puberty, I, my skin was finally starting to clear up and the inflammation was starting to go down. Um, my digestive system completely changed. My, you know, I, I didn't realize that all of these things, these other issues that I had were all connected back around to that center microbiome. And, um, and for Danielle, you know, I saw a complete shift in her as well. I don't know if you want to talk about some of your changes that you saw. Yeah, and I, I think I think like the the kind of pathway and evolution of Sakara was always connected to our personal yeah. pathways, but also what we were hearing from clients. So yeah, my my personal transformation was I realized I had forgotten that food was there to nourish me. I had learned that food was the enemy. Um, so you know, we always say that people that are attracted to Sakara come with their own kind of reckoning and and desire and reason for that desire for transformation. Um, And so it's our job to meet them where they are. And so that's been our goal. And um, the evolution from food to supplements, you know, sometimes you're traveling and you can't (laughs) eat Saqqara when you're in London yet. Um, And so what are the things that you can do um, when you're traveling? And so supplements were really born out of, you know, trying to make wellness as convenient as possible when some of your kind of tried and true tools aren't always available yeah. to you. Um, same with powders. And and a lot of things where, you know, people come with different uh, needs. And so with food as the foundation, how can we start to tailor and personalize our programs to meet people where they are and give them the exact transformation they're looking for? Oh, I love that. Right. So really starting with our own journeys and these meals that transformed our lives and then listening to our clients and seeing that there were other needs that weren't being met by the tools and the supplements and the products out in the world. And so we created those based off of our own, you know, clients asking for them and and supplying a real need and a problem. And I think that that is those make for the best businesses when you're really solving a need for somebody out Mm. in the world, not just, you know, you think you have a great idea and you put it, you try and build something, but are you solving a problem for people? Because when you do solve somebody's problem in a big way, then they want to tell their friends about it. And that is your best marketing budget. Word of mouth marketing is I think one of the best ways to get a business up off the ground Um, It gives you the ability to get feedback from your clients early on and and make changes and adjustments. And then before taking it onto a bigger stage where there's bigger pressure um, and, and more people that you to fill the demand to exactly now I also want to talk one big thing I feel, which is very important about Sakara and, and it's a big part I'm sure of your DNA as well is sustainability and, um, we'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about kind of um, the pillars that are guiding you in that, right? About whether it's minimizing the food waste to uh, thoughtful packaging. So let us know about that. 
Yeah, Whitney and I always used to say maybe our next business will be packaging because yeah. it is really so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. I was like, are you sure you want to make a business of that? Like, because that's t- I mean, I, like, I'm sure how tiring the last 10 years have been. How much more harder do you want to work? But yeah, but I'll take it because I need more thoughtful yeah. packaging options and sustainable options. It's hard yeah. to find and it's very expensive currently, unfortunately. Very expensive yeah. and there's unfortunately a lot of greenwashing about... A lot, a lot. Yeah, and you know, people think that if it says compostable that you can just like throw it in your backyard and it'll do fine. But most of the, the salad bowls people are getting like it has to be commercially composted and there's a lot of kind of leaders in that space that are saying that's actually, you know, worse for the environment than it would be to just recycle your plastic and your PLA one plastic, which means, you know, it's been, uh, recycled already. Um, so I'll just say there's, there's lots of places within the business that we think about sustainability. Um, first and foremost, it's sourcing from organic and regenerative farms that take care of the land. Um, you know, our, our soil is, an asset and um, it's a depleting asset. <laughs> and unfortunately it takes decades um, to replenish. And that's even if someone's really, really trying. Um, and so we seek out partners who care as much about the earth as we do. And we believe that healthy food comes from healthy soil and uh, loving hands. Um, and so uh, really focusing on our partners first and foremost. It's, it's a huge endeavor of ours. And, and luckily, it's it's easier than it was when we started. There's definitely um, more organic farmers, more regenerative farmers than there were 10 years ago, but there's still a huge, huge need for more. Um, second is, yeah, thinking about um, our waste. So uh, food waste is one of the uh, biggest contributors to um, methane in the environment, mm-hmm. uh, CO2, um, and carbon. And so um, our food, when you throw it in the trash, it ferments um, in the landfill and um, helps to heat up our environment. And so one of the best things you can do is compost, especially if you're eating an organic <laughs> regenerative, um, eating from organic regenerative farms, um, because then yeah. you're giving those nutrients back, back to the soil. The it's soil. so yeah. like not smart how we do things right now. It's like no. we're taking nutrients like out of the soil by farming. Um, yep. And then instead of, you know, putting them back into back. the land, we're putting them we into a them. landfill where we can yeah. no longer access them. And, and then it's those... so simple what you're saying, you know, it's yeah. so easy. It's just it's lifestyle shifting of just mindset and actions. It's so simple. Yeah, it's and, and, and it's it's really unfortunate because it's really hard to, to change on an individual level. Um, yeah. Obviously, every person deciding to do to compost really matters. And also, I think we have to hold businesses and legislative decisions um, to higher standards because those are the things that have a huge impact. Like my husband and I were just at a restaurant the other day, and we're in New York City you now, so yeah. you're like sitting on this, the, the, the sidewalk on the curb, basically. And we were watching a garbage truck like come by and you could just see bags of food being thrown into the garbage truck. And it's like, why aren't restaurants like, you know, you don't, you barely have to pay for trash, but it's, it's really costly to Mm. compost. 
it's so it like it doesn't make sense. You barely had trash is cheap and composting is expensive. Um, so you know we have a less than one percent waste initiative um, that we've held true to since inception. Um, we compost. Uh, we donate a ton of our produce and any other meals um, to underserved communities. And um, then the third pillar of sustainability for us is packaging. And it's really finding the packaging that truly um, has the least impact uh, on planet Earth. People, you know, plastic is a problem 100%. Um, and also, it's it can be... Um, a good alternative to some of these kind of more popular uh, compostable um, options because you have the ability to recycle it where you don't have the ability to recycle a lot of these compostable packaging and it just ends up in the landfill because people aren't sending it to a commercial composter. Um, so we're, we're, we're working closely. We have an amazing team on the sustainability packaging front who's constantly looking at what's out there from, you know, mushroom matrix packaging um, all the way to using leaves. It's amazing. So we're, we're going to have some big launches in the next year um, to reduce plastic with an actual viable option for sustainability. Yeah. And then I would say also even one one you touched on most of the things, Danielle, but one thing that we didn't talk about was actually um, the planning that goes in in advance to reduce food waste. So, you know, I was just doing a quick Google search here and it looks like 40% of all food in the U.S. goes uneaten, an amount equivalent to $165 billion annually. And a, a big portion of this is, you know, farmers produce food and then it goes, you know, they need to sell it. It needs to go to a grocery store. It needs to go to restaurants, wherever it might be. And a lot of that food doesn't get sold or it goes to a grocery store and doesn't get purchased there as well. And so for us, you know, we're able to go and create these relationships like Danielle was talking about with these farms and give them projections in advance around how much we would like them to grow for us. How much are we, how much kale are we going to buy? How many potatoes are we going to buy? How much, you know, whatever it might be. Um, Mm. and give them an idea so that they can plan their farming around a need rather than an unknown, which can help really greatly reduce excess waste. And then we, you know, when you order Saqqara, you have to order in advance and, you know, you sign up and you can order whether it's, you know, um, two or three meals per day, um, if you're in New York or LA, you can order one meal, just like a lunchbox program per week. Um, and then we use that information to be able to, um, to just make specifically the amount of meals that people are going to eat. So really so greatly good. reducing the waste. amount of waste. Yeah, absolutely. And in catering, to what people want and need. Uh, and that's, I think, really important. This targeted nutritional programs you guys do, I think it's it's sort of the direction I think um, consumerism is going or should be going because often uh, I think it's important to to also stick to it. Uh, and therefore, this the more the, I love the fact you offer different weeks, but even the longer week programs allow for, when you have more kind of consistency with something, the more you actually shift that mindset, right? Yeah. 
we like to create flexibility where I think some people don't know that about Saqqara, that you can come in and, and customize how many meals you want per day, how many days per week, so that it fits your lifestyle, that it's about you know, being your support system. We're all so busy. We're all, you know, whether it's working hard in careers or running families or taking care of other loved ones, Sakara is really there to take mm -hmm. care of you and to support you, giving your body those nutrients that it needs to, op you know, to function at its best. Um, I use it as my lifeline to take care of myself and balance, you know, the stress in my body. There are certain stressors that we can't control, mental stressors, emotional stressors, things that come in, unknown events that happen, but we can control some of those physical stressors, making sure that we're not taking in unnecessary toxins or chemicals, herbicides and pesticides, things like that for our body to have to, you know, work extra hard on and give it the nutrients that, that makes it stronger and healthier and, and work at its best for us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, one thing I will say is I would love to know the future of Saqqara and I'm selfishly, hope, selfishly hoping that the future involves UK because I need Saqqara in my life right now. So um, tell us a little bit about what the plans are um, for either global expansion and the future of Saqqara. Global expansion is definitely on the list. Um, and I think our main goal is to continue to deliver on our mission of putting people in the driver's seat. So um, I think that means continuing to make sure we're offering people the right tools for the outcome they're looking for. Yeah. And right now what's available in the UK for all your UK listeners, um, we do have our cookbook. Actually, the last time that Danielle and I were over in the UK was on our cookbook tour and we had a great time. Um, but our cookbook, Eat Clean, Play Dirty, can it has our nutrition philosophy in the front. So it's kind of an education book plus a cookbook and then recipes in the back. We have our Sakara Life podcast um, and we also share a lot of information on our website, sakara.com and on our Instagram at Sakara Life. So really trying to not just offer the tools, but be this hub of information and knowledge and education for people. I love that. Yeah, yeah, the S Life Mag. And, uh, and luckily, most of our listeners are actually in, in the US, even. So they can benefit from, you know, I'll put the links in um, the, the summary, sakara.com, and the, the, the nutritional programs as well are the ways you've done them have been so smart from the metabolism reset, gut health reboot, you even have the bridal program. I love it. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of options for everyone to really either start somewhere and then work your way into that Saqqara universe. And I love the fact that a lot of it is not even in the form of buying anything, just learning and listening and reading <laughs> is another big fact that you guys are doing, which that's where it starts. And then stay tuned for a very exciting launch next year of, um, you know, we've been very focused on health and beauty from the inside out. You know, what you eat yeah. affects your skin, it affects how you age. Um, and then we're stepping into the world of beauty from the outside in as well. Fantastic. And so... Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned and we'll, maybe we'll have to do another podcast with you. I think we will. I think we will. And also, 
it just makes perfect sense in terms of the whole universe you guys are creating. So um, I guess we'll, we'll probably do another one, some, let's say this time next year. But I, yes. I do want to end with um, a bit of fire round questions. But before Ooh. I do, I have a desert island situation I ask all my guests. So you know what's coming. I'm inviting you to a founded beauty retreat. And you can only take one thing from Saqqara. Now, it could be a meal plan. It could be a book. It could be a product. But I'll go with you, Danielle, first. What is your one go-to that you're taking with you this on this island? I mean, if I get to take the food, that's, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> okay, let's say you can't take the food. Yeah, let's say no food. Let's say no food, actually, because I'm going to be feeding the guests. That's a bit harsh if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, oh, gosh, that's hard. But I'm going to say the Sakara probiotic. It's Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> It's you guys are besties. Yeah, you guys can share. So yeah, you yeah, can, we, you can have another one. one. Yeah, but why sure, would you take share. that one? Tell us. Tell us why that one. It is my go-to if I feel like anything is off. Like I've avoided everything from stomach bugs to food poisoning to bloat to all the things from traveling by using this probiotic, and I, I use it every single day. But then in times of. Um, stressors outside of of my day-to-day um i like triple up and it's it's like my go-to first aid kit i love that well whitney you you can share some of danielle's probiotics so what are you gonna be taking with you well you said it's a a desert island then i need to take my sakara beauty water drops Um, so that we stay extra hydrated. They're your ionic trace minerals. So drinking water alone is not enough to stay hydrated. You need um, these minerals, including your major electrolytes, to help your body actually use and absorb water to stay hydrated. So, you know, it's just a tiny little travel-sized tincture that you drop into your water I put it into every glass of water, but especially while I'm traveling, it helps um, me. It helps my skin stay hydrated and glowy, and it helps my digestive system stay flowing and not get backed up, which can happen with travel. So, Danielle, I'll share some of those with you as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so. I was, I was reading on your website. It was like I love that it was like remineralizing, and I love the fact that it was. You were saying something. It was like the body is like circuitry in your body and then these ionic minerals allow like that connection between all your cells right to deliver it and I don't know I'm probably saying it wrong explain it to me better exactly right it's like we have you know electricity is what fuels everything in our body from how our cells talk to how you know our brain works and our our central nervous system Um, and these minerals are like conductors in the body yeah that's it that's amazing such a I mean I never actually thought about it. And I'm like, wait, I need that in my life. It's crazy. I know everybody <laughs> needs this. It's yeah. it's one of the, these two products are Saqqara Beauty Water Drops and Probiotics are two of the, the quickest and easiest ways to start making a difference in your health right away. You know, it doesn't so have to take a big No, big and they're steps. easy to introduce to... into your existing lifestyle. We all yeah. hydrate. Exactly. You know, water drops are there, probiotics. So I, I love and that. And then you it's, use it's, the water to take your probiotics and boom, you're done. You can even, yeah, exactly. Super simple. <laughs> I love this. Um, no, so those two, I think are great, great answers. Um, 
So now we're going to go to fire round and then okay. we'll wrap it up because I know you guys, we have businesses to run and meetings to make, but I want to um, kind of see your responses. So this is first thing that comes to your mind. Danielle, my first question to you is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now? Oh, um, I really love Stay Beauty. Uh, their slip oh, tint is like my go-to. And Lainey is the best. Lainey's Fun amazing. fact, Lainey was my first ever recording on wow. the podcast. Yeah, and now she's one of my best love friends. Love Lainey, and I, I yeah. truly think her products are amazing. Couldn't agree more. And Whitney, how about you? Um, I'll go with Living Libations because they just sent me their new mascara, and oh, yeah. I'm into it. Danielle, have you tried this one yet? She probably oh, sent you some too. I love this stuff too. Yeah, I mean, it looks it's so cool. I love that packaging. We had the founder on our Sakara Life podcast, and mm-hmm. she's she has a similar vibe to us, like really into holistic health and healing, and brings that into her products. So very cool, living libation into it. Love that Raven Maven mascara. I yes, just that. <laughs> cool. Um, my next question is to Whitney first. Then, what's okay. a guilty pleasure of yours? Guilty pleasure. Hmm. I know this question is always hard because I, I'm yeah. not the type to really feel guilt about things. I was about things. to say, you know, the more and more I ask people, the more I'm getting that response. I'm like, I think I've got to reword this because a pleasure shouldn't be guilty. So, um, but you know what yeah. I mean when I ask that question. It's like that thing where we're like, do we overindulge in that? Yeah. I know. I guess mine would be skincare treatments. But like the amount of dollars I spend, I'd like to I say the amount of money. That's the guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good um, for you, but hey, it costs the bank. <laughs> yeah, so I I love to get facials at G Beauty in Miami. This woman Carol there, she just works magic, and she does a custom facial uh, where she'll do micro needling on me to help me with my acne scars. She'll you know she does a lot of facial massage. She uses all these different you know, lotions and potions. So that's very cool. Is it, I think they're coming on the podcast, the founder, G-E-E, right? Yeah. Natalie. And she, it's really a family business. Her sisters. Yeah. It's the three of them. Natalie, Celine and Stephanie, I think. So yeah. Very cool. That's cool. I'll mention that then. Um, And Danielle, how about you? What's a guilty pleasure of yours i mean i was gonna say wine but now you're making me feel i should feel guilty about my things um (laughs) yeah i uh i go to jtav clinic here and they are just the best like you go in and i don't even know what they're doing to me it's like 17 different lasers and (laughs) Just like the kind like no questions asked, just let's yeah, go. <laughs> I'm just like whatever you need to do, just go ahead and do it. Um, and they've really transformed my skin, you know, having two young children and not sleeping for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And they've really like worked wonders. So grateful for people That's like that who just like really care. And, mm. um, you know, she's been doing it for a really long time. And I always trust that she's like up on the latest lasers and the latest things to I do. I love that. Okay, well, my next question, I'll go to Danielle first, is what are you currently watching or reading? I mean, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, consider myself a student, so I'm pretty deep in the research. I actually have it right here. A randomized trial to assess the potential of different beverages to affect hydration status. The development of a, be- of a beverage hydration. Index. You're so, not playing. You're, you're serious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. It's um, so This is like, this is a study where they're trying to kind of like how there's a glycemic index. 
They're thinking, yeah. they're trying to make a hydration index. So you know actually how much something's going to hydrate you um, based on, on so what you're good. drinking. Because as Whitney said, it's not like actually plain water is not hydrating. No. Um, it's actually other nutrients within the, the matrix of I think that's the, water a, and the liquid that help you uptake hydrogen. That's such an important point. I was just thinking now, like I, I'm thinking of doing something similar with, with our hair products is like understanding the impact of different water from showers, right? You have hard water, harsh water. Oh my gosh. I'm in Miami Beach and the this. water is terrible. Yeah. So... This is such an interesting from an actual hydration index from also the consumption angle. I think this is actually a real education. And also that's where your water drops as well will be really important to understand how that can be, I think, articulated clearly the importance of taking them to people. Yeah. It's very true. Definitely. Uh, well, and then Whitney, how about you? What are you currently reading or watching? I just ordered a book off of Amazon called The Psychology of Money. I haven't opened it yet. It arrived yesterday. So that's what I'm going to read. Um, and yeah, I, I've just been having a hard time being able to find time to watch anything. So if you have any tips on what to watch, maybe it'll inspire me. A lot of my guests recently have been saying White Lotus is incredible. The last, yeah. Okay. White Lotus. So there you go. I think that's a double whammy. You got to do, I'm going to watch it this weekend because my previous guest, Iskra from Saltair, she was like, you got to watch White Lotus. And I was like, all right, I'm doing that today. Okay. Okay. Amazing. That. I'll have to check it out. Um, my next question, Whitney, is do you have a favorite social media platform? I use Instagram probably the most, but if I had a favorite, I actually really like Pinterest. I find it to be mm. inspiring and um, I find things, you know, it's not about like who's doing this or that or watching other people's lives. It's just inspiring imagery and recipes and information. I also just started using TikTok. Um, I was, I guess I was a little scared to start using TikTok. I, I don't post anything of my own to TikTok. Sakara posts things to TikTok, but um, I, I've actually been pleasantly surprised by TikTok in what it what it shows me it's like how to yeah. get a stain out of your carpet and how to do this dance move and and i i find sometimes that instagram especially over this past summer everybody was like in italy and it was yeah. just like this stream of fomo posts yeah. and so i was like i i don't want to watch those things i you want know, I think things TikTok that make teaches me feel you a good. lot more exactly. and makes you learn uh, instagram can make you yeah, and I would say, right? The opposite. Yeah. I think what you don't exactly. have. And I think sometimes that balance is important to, to uh I think Instagram I celebrate my friends and, and family, but I need to do it in doses because it can be very draining. And then TikTok is more of a okay, nothing to do with anyone I know. Let's just learn and have fun. Yeah. The thing about yeah. TikTok though is like it can suck time where you're like, That's Whoa, like, you, how long? Yeah, you got it? to mindfully consume it because it can take over and before you know it you're a two hours into random videos of cats and like, <laughs> I had a lot of goats on mine. I'm like, why is there goats? Okay. I'm, I'm not complaining because I'm watching it a couple of times, but that's, that's TikTok for you right now. Um, how about you, Dania? What's your favorite? Um, I would say we're, we have like an internal community channel where we get to talk to clients um, mm. and hear from them and they get to talk to each other. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Find that when you join our 30 day reset programs that we do three times a year. 
And I just love our clients. Like they're just the best humans. Like we're all the fam, right? They're your community. Like we're all here because we want to take control of our health. We're curious and I learned so much from them. And so that channel always brings me a lot of joy. I love that. Well, my next question, we're nearly done is, do you have a favorite quote or a saying, Danielle? There's this theme that's been following me the past couple of months, and it's this idea of heaven all the way to heaven. So, you know, heaven is what we choose in every moment. It's not like this place we're waiting to go to. Um, so heaven all the way to heaven. Love that. And Whitney? I think I, there's this quote that has been on my mind. Um, it's actually in from a book that I read to my son called What the Road Said. It's by our friend Cleo Wade. And it, the quote is, all things grow and change. That is the magic of being alive. And I think that um, it's just a, a reminder to myself that I use sometimes that, you know, it's nature to grow mm. and change, that our bodies are supposed to change. It was something you know, that I would tell myself through pregnancy and post-pregnancy to have grace with myself, that that's the magic of being alive, right? Is this change. Oh, beautiful. And no, that's a really, really beautiful quote. So thanks for sharing that. And my last, last question, guys, then I'm going to let you guys go, um, is, even though I don't want to, but I will, um, is uh, <laughs> I'll go for you, Danielle, first, is if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur or, you know, a health wellness entrepreneur and building Sakara. What would you be doing and perhaps in another multiverse? Yeah, no, definitely like living off the grid somewhere, meditating two hours a day, like only eating the food from the ground, opening my third eye. Definitely. Like it was a slight hair of why I'm here versus there. (laughs) But I'm grateful to be here. I feel like, you know, that, and I think. That will come. I'm sure once something in the future, you know, that you're, you're, you you got to do this now, but that, that life is still there. Totally. I can feel that. And, and Whitney, how about you? I would own yoga studios and be a a yoga teacher or maybe have like an ashram Mm. type of thing where, so it's like still feeding that business love of mine. I like to build things and grow things, but um, I am a certified yoga teacher and I, I love, you know, yoga, both for the physical practice and, and the mind spiritual Mental. practice. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, well, thank you guys so much for sharing your really inspiring journey. And, um, I'm sure many people would like to continue to follow that. So where can everyone find both your private personal instagrams but also the brand and the website uh you can find me at whitney tingle on instagram and um the brand is at sakara life and is at i'll put all the the links and the summaries people can just go tap straight away and um just want to say thank you so much hope to meet very very soon either across the pond in your end or if you come to london next you got to let me know absolutely and uh this is just the beginning of our friendships i'm very excited to be continuing this journey with you guys thanks so much for having us thank you 
hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.